0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, September 11, 2020. September 11th. And, of course, I can't start the program or the podcast without, you know, mentioning respectively. today is the 19-year 19 19 year anniversary of the terrorist attack in New York City. I remember it very, very well. Most people remember what they were doing at that time. You know, it's, it's not good. It was a pretty tough, difficult time. InvestHawk is a finance and investment program, as you know, so I do not want to get political. That's not what I want to do. Let's just say that many innocent Americans were killed on that day and many more have died in the aftermath of those 9-11 attacks. So I think we should remember that over this day. Now, my customary trivia question today will remember the attacks and it looks at I will be looking at the attacks market reaction the effect on the market. That's part of my trivia question. And we can see that the fourth quarter is fast approaching. And, of course, after that, the end of the year, I mean, the fourth quarter is almost on us. We have the rest of September, and then we're in the fourth quarter. And it certainly has been a pretty difficult year, pretty momentous year. Uh, Unprecedented events you know, especially the COVID-19. That was something we haven't seen. I, I think you have to go back to 1911 or 17, all the way back to the, the Spanish flu, which, you know, really didn't start in Spain. It started here in the United States, but there was reasons why it's called the Spanish flu. um, anyways, um yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so there's a lot of volatility. Uh, it's going to continue i can't see how it's going to stop we got an election year presidential election year and what we're less than 60 days away from that so there's going to be volatility and you just got to learn how to deal with it compensate you know it's it's a it's going to be a great lesson for young people to understand how markets work they are volatile at times just the way it is i'm steve Peasley and today in this program and podcast i will do my best to give you unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. And, of course, you may want some strategies. I'll be happy to talk about that. We'll talk about volatility if you want. Anything financial, we'll discuss. 888-99-CHART. This is a call-in show. 888-992-4278 is my number. So, how did the market do today? Well, the Dow was up 131. The Nasdaq was down 66, and the S&P was up 2. So it'd be a mixed day. Nothing, 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 nothing very impactful today. Now, um, I will talk about, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about 401ks at some point. I got other talking points of what we could talk about. Uh, uh, maybe talk about the retail bankruptcies that are happening in different companies. Maybe discuss the CPI. And I want to talk about how much money Elon Musk is going to make. Yeah, he's getting some big paydays, big paydays, and that so they're so big they're going to, in fact, in fact, impact pretty strongly the earnings, the earnings of the company of Tesla. So we're going to get to those. Well, you can all hear it. We're always busy. We always have lots of calls. So I want to get right to them. Let's get right to the first call of the day.
2: Hi, Stephen Cheston. My name is Maria. I'm calling from Jackson, Tennessee. I'm a first-time caller. Love your show. Now, I have a question for you, and this is in regards to how you know what is the best price to buy a stock. I mean, what formula do you guys use to make sure you're getting it at a bargain price? Love your show again. Thank you so much.
1: That's one of the difficult things about the market. You're never sure about anything you can't be sure all you can do is hedge your bets with knowledge okay so how do we know that this is the good price of the stock well it takes it takes a lot of experience but you we know by history by looking at stocks and sectors and companies and the entire market what is overvalued and what is undervalued and there are some very simple uh, factors you can to use to help you with that, like what is a PE ratio, the price earnings ratio, the price of the stock compared to the earnings of the company. That's a very basic way to look at a stock to see if you're buying it overpriced, underpriced, or are you buying it fairly priced? But everything is moving so much. Earnings go up and down, sales go up and down, things like COVID nineteen happen, uh, competition comes in, market margins squeeze or expand. Just so many things. So there's a lot of factors to look at, and we look at them. Not just even even the movement of the price of the stock over the last year, maybe two years, maybe three years. Just the movement that tells us, oh, this looks uh, odd or over uh, over too strong or too weak or whatever. There's lots to look at to try to try and determine the value of a stock and that you're getting it at a good price. Remember I said try twice. You're listening to Talk, I'm Steve Peasley. For investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. With strong crosswinds of volatility and risk tolerance affecting our decisions, we must learn to manage fear and greed, the only two emotions that matter at all in the market. Okay, and I'll make you better investors if you do. That's a better investor. Now, if you talk about this or your participation, anything important that you want to talk about, of course, you are important to the show. So we're here taking your questions live, 888 99 Chart.
3: It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest talk. 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. Okay, let's go to Brian in Connecticut. He wants to talk about CVS. Brian. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Good. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Good. Um. Yeah, I'm just curious. So I understand the market's
2: not really appreciating companies with high debt right now, but CVS has just had a bloody sell-off over the last couple of days, and the value of the company is just from a PE ratio so low, they have a great dividend of over 3%, and they increased their guidance for this year in the midst of covid so I'm just kind of wondering
1: on what's going on with that stock right now and why is it looking like it is? Okay, this is CVS Health, everybody. I think most people know about it. They have 9,900 pharmacies and drugstores in 49 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Brazil. Okay, they're going to make $7.23 this year. That's the most they've made in years. Next year is $7.53. So that's most, more that they're going to make next year. Sales- Probably what the problem is, uh, Brian, is that sales have fallen the last couple. Of sales growth. i mean, Sales growth have fallen. Not sales, but the growth of sales. Growth of sales was in the 20 to 35, 40 range per quarter. And the last two quarters is 8%, 3%. COVID actually hurts their sales. People don't understand, or maybe they do by now because I'm talking about it, But remember, everything shut down to treat COVID people. So all the normal patients and the normal drugs and going to your doctor to get this and that prescribed, that didn't happen. So a lot of areas, sales were slow at CBS, got hit with that. But to me, that means there's demand behind that, and it's probably going to return. Okay? Uh, So... I think I think it's a great bargain. <laughs> yes, it has fallen. It's fallen from sixty four all the way down to fifty seven here in about a month, month and a half. It's still falling though. So Brian, don't jump into it yet. I like to see some strength come back into it before you jump in it. But it's very, very reasonable price. Fifty seven dollars stock with a seven dollars and fifty three cents earnings. That means, I mean, the PE is going to be seven, seven and a half. That's as low a five year low seven turn equity is very good 15 percent yeah they have a lot you know not a ton of debt but some debt but their cash flow is eight dollars fifty nine yeah uh this would be a three and a half percent dividend this would be a core holding for those people been looking for a bargain here's one of them so brian you got thumbs up for me let's go to Noel and napa how you doing Noel? how's it going you want to talk about bgs uh,
2: yeah, I, I'm a long-term holding BGS, big position, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with that uh, position. But you know, a little, a little concerned, I guess. Like, like you're, you to prop me up a little bit. I guess uh, it, it's been down. You, you probably follow it, and it's been down uh, yes. about four dollars the last few days. So, what, what's your yeah. take?
1: Well, it was really inexpensive when it was trading around $15, $16, you know, uh, mm. during the, the COVID thing. I mean, it got even below $15. Uh, now it's at 26. So it's almost double. It did double. It got up to 31 or so. They're going to make $2.19. The problem is that, and the sales in the last quarter was up 38%. BGS foods, everybody manufactures shelf stable food products such as jellies, hot sauces. Sold in the U.S., so everybody's not dining out and they're having more food in the house, and that's been reflecting these kind of stocks. Um, it broke below the fifty-day moving average, which makes me a little bit nervous. It's right at support here at twenty-six dollars, um, and it's it's now it's a twenty-six dollars going to make a two dollars next year. Okay, so that's a four uh, uh, a thirteen PE. And their range is six to 25. So it's kind of in the middle of their range. So it's no longer the bargain it was, but it's not overpriced either. It's fairly priced. So you pro- and it has a 7.2% dividend. So I wouldn't be anxious to sell it. You could take a little bit of profits if you, BGS. Thank you. Masa in Kansas City or Kansas. Masa, how you doing? I'm fine. And you? I'm great. Thank you for the call.
2: Uh, I have a question uh, regarding a
1: retirement account.
2: Uh, I invested yes. my Roth IRA in ninety uh, percent stocks and ten percent bonds. Uh, I'm four years
1: old. Uh, what do you think? I think at forty st- okay, at forty, that's probably a good asset allocation. You know, if you, it's really if how comfortable are you are with risk. At 40 years old, you got 20-plus years before you can think about retiring, unless you think you're going to retire much early. Therefore, you probably should be aggressive in the market. So I have no problem with a 90-10 split. I mean, I would not. So as long as you're comfortable with it, you don't mind the risk of being in the market, then stay there. I think you're fine. So I think you're fine until you, until you get a lot closer to retire. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 88899 chart 888-992-4278. Hey do you know what the correction was by the way how much how deep this correction has been that we kind of lived through Well the Nasdaq is 10% but for the other markets is 5 6% S&P 500 Dow 30 So that's what it's been so far and do is it over? We don't know. We'll know in hindsight but it's a decent correction for the NASDAQ. But the NASDAQ was the most overbought. So it should have been more corrected. Okay. Okay, my focus point today concerns the story, leveraging our awareness on National 401k Day. Did you know it was National 401k Day? With only 70% of Americans financially prepare for retirement, understanding what you can do to make the dream of retirement a reality is important. So I'm going to talk about that now we're heading into a break, and the phone lines are open. The number is 888 99Chart.
3: This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, What are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, let's keep moving. Let's talk to Jim in Illinois. Jim. Hey, it's actually Jay. Oh, Jay, I'm sorry.
2: No worries, no worries. Um, Yeah, I've been listening to the program for a while, and I enjoy it, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I had a, had a question about a stock called Ebix. Ebix.
1: Do you want to buy it, sell it? Do you just want to see if it's a good value, or?
2: So I, so I came across it because I was looking at, um, you know, stocks in the software space that seem to be cheap fundamentally, and okay. it looks like revenue has been going up, but income's kind of flattened, and technically, like it's been in a free fall. And it looks okay. like it's in the uh, insurance software space. So I thought you might have some okay. know, additional input on why. Okay. You know,
1: e- EBEX sure. Inc. Uh, provides internet based software applications and related services to insurance agents and brokers. Okay. They've been, they've had earnings for years and years and years. Earnings have been pretty consistently growing. They're going to fall a little bit this year. But before this year, they grew every year consistently. So in 2019, they made $4.20. This year, they're going to make three forty-five. dollars Then next year, it back to $4.25. And this is a $19 stock. So it's very inexpensive. Now, I'll tell you this. Insurance stocks, uh, insurance-related stocks, don't trade at a very high P.E. They usually are fairly low. This one's range is 2 to 28. It's at 5. That's going to be lower Next year, so it's going to be a little bit lower than five, breaking into the four. Great return of equity at 25%, pays a small dividend, 1.5. It's only a $604 million company, six hundred million company, so it's not really large. And the most recent quarter, sales fell 23%. I think that's why you're seeing weakness. People get nervous about that. Why should sales fall 23%? COVID, nothing COVID-related shouldn't be. Or maybe it is, maybe because uh, no one's buying insurance, but what well, Everybody needs it, so and so. I need to find out why their sales have fallen so sharply in the most recent quarter, and that's the first—that's um, the first time that has fallen like that. They usually grow, okay, on a quarter-to-quarter basis. So something's up with that, and that's what the weakness is. I would look into that weakness and find out. And if that weakness is just a one-time thing, it's a good bargain. Let's go to Art Mendel-Park. wants to talk about FedEx. Art. Hi, Steve. How's how's it going? Good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate uh, it. Nice. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I
2: just wanted to ask you about FedEx. Um, I'm thinking about tearing it down because it's like uh, I've I've owned it for quite a few years. And um, it's probably up... uh, Several hundred percent at this point,
1: um, wow. and it's like sitting up there in in uh, my portfolio. Like, yeah, uh, time, to, time to time to time. To, it, it really is time to cut it back hard. It's time to you know we, we would call uh, balance your portfolio. It's now okay. The, for an instance, okay, FedEx. Everybody know everybody knows that you know they provide deliveries of parcels. Okay. And everybody's been set, moving things around, especially with this COVID thing. Everybody's at home buying things. So, uh, so the issue is, it's selling for two hundred thirty-two dollars a share now, and they're going to make good money. Up seventeen percent this year, they're going another twenty-one percent for next year. So, it's really doing well. But all that is probably built in the stock price by now. Their PE range seven to twenty-four, and it's selling at twenty-four. So. I would take some profits. I would definitely, clearly take some profits here, Art. That's the thing to do. Appreciate the call. Thank you. My focus point today concerns this story. Leveraging our awareness on National 401k Day. Most people know what a 401k is. That's your private company's sponsored retirement plan for you, the employees, of that private company. It's not for... Nonprofits, it's not for public companies, it's not for anything but private companies. Those others have different types of retirement programs, similar to 401K. Okay, 401Ks are sponsored retirement accounts by your employer. Now, there's two kinds. There's Roth and there's regular. Roth is fairly new, last few years. The old 401K that's normal has been around a lot longer than that. Okay, in fact, I think it was uh, 1980, I think, is when it was started. Yeah, the Revenue Act of 1978 took effect, uh, allowing tax-deferred compensation and bonuses and stock options, clearing the way for 401k retirement plans. Okay? Um, So not all 401k plans sponsored by the private companies are are ones that the companies put money in. They don't have to. You are supposed to put money in your own personal 401k account. You do. Companies should, but they don't have to. It's not required. I said if they would match, but many companies do, many companies don't. Okay? Many of our talk listeners are were busy working adults on September 11, 2001. However, some of our audience today was back then still in college or even high school, maybe even grade school. Yet, we were all shocked by those terrorist attacks. So, as we go to break, here are my two-part trivia question. Looking back at 9-11, 2001, how did the stock market react? And how can we broadly assess the costs of terrorist attacks? I'll have the answer after this break. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage your investment questions, 888-99-CHART.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday.
3: The weekend is almost here. And Steve Peasley is on duty now taking your finance and investment questions live. Call Invest Talk 888
1: 99 Chart. Okay. I have you know, I asked you a trivia question before the break, and here's the answer. And the question was looking back at 9 11, how did the stock market react? And What are the broader issues and costs of terrorist attack? So when American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center and then American Airlines Flight 175 hit the South Tower, it was obvious that America was under attack. And, of course, there was the other ones, uh, the the Pentagon that people tend to forget, and the one that the bright people on the plane rushed the uh, terrorists, and that crashed in Pennsylvania so we can't forget those people. That was also, yeah, I remember those. So um, to prevent a stock market meltdown, I don't know if you remember right, but that was in the morning before the market happened. It was a Tuesday morning. Market didn't open. Market didn't open that day, okay? So the, a negative reaction, the first week after it opened, the market fell 14%. I think it was seven 7% some seven the first day, if I remember. The total, it fell 14 percent, and it was a record drop one day time. But you know, and gold and oil rallied, gold and oil rallied. The largest industries, industries impacted were, of course, the airlines, just like this COVID thing, right? Um, because it, you know, they they used airlines, as you know, so they, of course, they had to shut down the whole airline business for a little while. And um, but the market did recover pretty quickly, relatively short period of time. Okay, but there are lasting effects. So, what are the costs? Financial markets have proved time and again that they're pretty resilient to acts of terrorism. So, um, so according to the International Monetary Fund (IMF), direct economic costs are short-term in nature. The indirect costs of terrorism can be significantly larger and they affect the economy in the medium term and long term. Okay? They also undermine consumer and investor confidence long term. So terrorism can have a long term effect. It really can. What? It's very easy. Think of the cost of security at their airports now. We didn't have TSA agents. We didn't have any of those people. Well, that, that added cost to the airports, right? That, of course, it, uh, when it adds costs, who do you think pays? You and I pay. That's who pays. So the long-term effects can get expensive. It can. Okay, let's go to Alejandro in Virginia. How are you doing? Hey, Steve. Um,
2: first of all, I love the show, and I try to listen every day. So I appreciate you, you you guys um, having the podcast available. Thank um, you. So I wanted to ask you about Snowflake. It's an upcoming IPO um, that yes. I think is debuting on Tuesday. And yes. um, even like, you know, there's been a lot of hype around it. I think even like one yes Warren has. Buffett's company has yep. gone into it. So um, I have a couple of questions or two questions on it, really. Sure. Um, one would be, what would be the best strategy to kind of determine like the price range? Because um, I know I've heard you guys say, from listening that usually takes about six months or so to really kind of understand these IPOs. Yep. Cause obviously there's no information on them. So that would right. be that. And then what would be a price range, um, that you would think it would be a good entry point, um, into the company.
1: Okay. Uh, do you know what the IPO price, what they said is going to be at? Do you know? Cause I don't. So just from reading,
2: I, I, I think it's, it's somewhere in the seventy to eighty range. Um, okay. But I don't know how you know volume would affect that on Tuesday and. Now, is that um, the actual IPO? You
1: know, I- is that the actual IPO price or what the trading range they think it's going to hit for the first day? Oh, let me sorry. let me explain. Let me, yeah, that's what I thought. The IPO price could be twenty-five bucks or thirty bucks. Okay, but the trading range could be massively different because how IPOs work. Is the the brokerage firm taking it public? Call all their best clients, and here you got Warren Buffett going in on this one. So this was a very highly, highly touted IPO. So you're never going to get at the IPO price, or even close to the IPO price on a very popular IPO coming out. That's just the nature of it. So you do not want to chase that performance. Now, I don't know much about this company yet. And that's why we tell you, wait after six months. There's a couple of reasons. One is the insiders get to start selling after six months. So they tend, remember, the insiders are the owners, the previous owners or managers or whoever. And they want to realize some profits here. So they tend to almost all, the majority, I should say, of IPO stocks trade below their IPO price within six months. That's why I don't like people to buy them. Because the ones that you hear are the ones that are exciting are the ones that are most, most costly. So it's hard to know what's a fair price is. Okay, you just don't know. You know. If you really love the concept, the IPO price, I would suggest you wait a couple, three days, maybe a week. At least you'll probably get some kind of pullback in that time. That's normal. Alejandro, appreciate the call. Thank you. James and Sonoba, we're going to talk about ABBV, AbbVie, that's the drug company, right? How are you doing, James? What's going on?
2: I'm doing fine. About a week and a half ago, you had, uh, you had a caller and you had a glowing report on this. I've owned it in my IRA since it was uh, part of uh, Abbott Labs, and uh-huh. I was a little surprised because you never go over anything that you, well, I won't say never, but you rarely go over anything that's 60% on a payout ratio. If I'm reading this correctly, this has got a payout ratio of over 100, 110%. I think it's according to Schwab. I'm, I'm driving, so I don't really know what it is today. But okay, I was really surprised. A, Am I not reading that correctly, or yeah, what's yeah. going on well, with that? Cause
1: I, the, the, the number is correct if you look at last year's earnings, which uh, 2019 was $8.94. It's an $89 stock, and they pay 5.3%. So 5% of 90 is $4.50, and that's a little over 50%. So the future earnings, next year, 2020, they're gonna make $12.36 per share. So it's a huge increase, a 50% increase, approximately, not quite, but from last year's earnings. So that means that that uh, payout ratio is much more reasonable. At 5% of 90 is $4.50, and they're gonna make $12.35. So it's a third. right, 33%. And we'd like to keep it under 60. So, therefore, it's a pretty decent payout. That's not something you need to worry about. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, James. The KPP Premium premium newsletter was distributed to subscribers today. And, of course, I pack it with a lot of information. I'm pretty diligent about that. I try to, anyways. That's my goal. Uh, There was a little in the way of economic news this week. On Wednesday, we did see release of the job openings report, but it's for July. You know, that's as soon as they can get it out. So it's kind of old, but it did go up. It did go up, which was a nice and six from six million to six point six. So June it was six million, July it was six point six million. So that was a good report, six hundred thousand more. Inflation numbers came out in PPI, producer price index, CPI, consumer price index. It's showing a you know a tad increase in inflation, nothing unreasonable yet. But mm, you remember the Fed's going to let inflation run. And they've said they're going to let it run a lot longer than they would normally. So it's like one and a half percent or so, and their target is two. They're going to let it run well above two when it comes, and it looks like it's starting to itch, inch up. Um, and then in the um, portfolio management section, I talked about moving averages, accumulation distribution, on balance volume. These are technical analysis terms, things that we look at, that you should become familiar with and you look at too when you're thinking about managing your own portfolio. So you know, and you know, even just a recent caller here that just called, uh, Talk, James, talk about the payout ratio. That's how much the dividend pays out based on its earnings. If it's a 5% uh, dividend and 5% of the stock price is $5 and they're only going to earn $5, that's a 100% payout ratio. We like it to be 60% or less. So talked about, that's in that section. A couple of stock ideas, I had an integrated oil company I've recommended before. They've just got cheaper, really high dividends. Also talked uh, about a leading global manufacturing market of uh, branded convenience, uh, branded convenience food products. Okay, quarter over quarter growth for the company increased eighteen point four percent. So earnings per share increased almost a hundred percent. So I named those companies in the newsletter. I always give you a couple of stock ideas a week. And finally, the consumer watch section talk about relieving stress how to relieve stress we're in pretty stressful times you know so uh, uh you know we had this so-called work from home uh, uh, event going on because of, okay did you think it's more less stressful working from home not necessarily it could be more stressful Why? Because you're not interacting with your your coworkers or your boss. You're much 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 more on your on your own, so you have to self motivate and get things done. And you know, on your it can be more stressful for a lot of people. So how do you relieve that stress? There's ways to do it. You can exercise, of course. You can take, uh, but you know, people should exercise anyway. You should do that. You also can have caffeine. Caffeine. Is a stimulant, and high doses doses can increase anxiety, but also most people drink coffee to perk them up and get them working, so they're less stressful. But you can take too much, just like anything else. So there's a lot of valuable information in that KPP premium newsletter each week. Every Friday, it comes out every Friday. If you want to subscribe to it, go directly to investtalk.com. Let's go to Halbert in San Antonio, Albert.
2: Hello, Steve. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a big fan of your show. Um, thank I have you. a question regarding the company Valero Energy, the uh, symbols VLO. And uh, basically 10% of my portfolio. Uh, I'm relatively new to the market, about a year or so. And they've made a big announcement. Basically, it says they've announced the pricing of notes offering. And I'm trying to understand the lingo, exactly what are they doing. My understanding okay. is that they're basically selling their debt to the lowest bidder—is that what I'm—is uh, that what I'm understanding from that?
1: What you're, what you're, when when you ever hear a company when it says we're offering notes, okay, offering notes, generally speaking, that means they're selling bonds, okay. Well, why would they sell bonds? Well, there's several reasons. Interest rates are very low. Maybe they have current debt that are, is higher that they borrowed money from a bank or something, and that debt is higher than they could. They could get they have to pay out from selling bonds because bonds are very low. So why why not pay off debt you're paying six just think about a mortgage, your own mortgage. Do you refinance your home to a lower mortgage? That's what they're doing. That's a very common thing for them to do. Okay? Now, it's not the only reason they offer notes. That's not the only reason. They also do it for several other reasons. One is they just want more money. Maybe they're going to build a new refinery. Valero Energy, by the way, engaged in refining, marketing, fuels, and stuff. Maybe they want to build something or buy something or buy land. So they're offering notes or, or bonds so they can get that money and go do something with it. Okay? Now, a bad thing is to offer notes to pay higher dividends. Because you're like taking money out of one pocket and putting it in the other. It's not like getting the. You know, so they have a pretty high dividend. So I would want to know what those notes are for. And I have a feeling is to reduce debt because they have some debt. So I'd have to read up on what what their plan is. They will tell you what they're going to do with those notes. okay? And those notes are going to be, uh, I think, BAA. That's the quality of those. So it's pretty high quality. So that means it's going to be pretty low cost to them. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Herbert. Thank you. Okay, as you may know, on Friday, I squeezed in a quick rundown of the key benchmarks. I try to. Two year treasury yield, 0.129%. You're getting nothing. 10 year, 0.67%. The spread is fine, but man, those rates are low. Gold was priced at nineteen hundred and forty-two dollars an ounce. Remember, it broke a little bit above 2000 and it's been kind of weakening here in the last couple, three weeks, and just kind of moving up and down within a kind of a little channel. So, is it going to stay there? Ask yourself. Gasoline on a national level, $2.20 per gallon. In California, another buck up, $3.23. Pretty much is the norm. Have you noticed that? And, of course, the lowest price this last week is Illinois at $2.32. Is that the lowest price? I don't think so. Not when the price was $2.20 per gallon nationwide. So that's just what it is in Illinois, not the lowest. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, here on Talking and my company, KPP Financial in Irvine, California, we operate on a philosophy, of independent thinking, shared success. You know that. We try to give you unbiased kinds. We practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things as my clients, same price, same time, same percentage, in the por- different portfolios. I encourage you to take advantage of our offer, free portfolio review assessments. We can do it via telephone, Skype, or Jive. I'd be happy to do that. And you can send us a message through investtalk.com. You can send me an email, pretty easy. Or you can call our KPP financial offices in Irvine, California. I wish. I'd be happy to talk to you. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. We'll be right back.
3: This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I've been looking at a stock. HCSG is the ticker symbol. It's a healthcare services group. Looking at it as maybe a safe long-term hold stock what do you guys think of it I see it pays a good dividend I don't know does it have a lot of debt and is the growth real good do you feel this would be a good investment or is this stock kind of overrated and not really a good buy at this time thanks I'll be looking for your answers on the show
1: okay healthcare services group it's a 1.5 billion dollar company so it's small uh, provides housekeeping, laundry, maintenance, dietary services uh, to 3,000 long-term care facilities in 48 states. Remember, it provides health care. It's not a long-term care facility. It provides services to them, okay? Uh, this taking a look at it, it seems a little expensive to me. Sales have been falling, sales, for two years every quarter, two years. Now, not by a lot. But falling. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Um earnings. They're gonna be a dollar twelve this year, earnings have gone up, they're gonna be a dollar twenty-one next year. Sales are falling, earnings gone up. So where where did that come from? How did that happen? Well, they squeezed out profits, uh, they squeezed out costs, make profits go up. Return equity is 14%, just okay. Uh pays a four percent dividend. Uh, it's a twenty dollars stock so four percent is 80 cents and they make a dollar twenty so they can pay the they can make a dollar twelve this year dollar twenty so they can pay the dividend uh I don't I wouldn't buy this stock it, there's not enough uh, there's no growth in it I, I don't want I don't want a stock that's not growing some especially like a smaller company it is you want some growth not just uh, profits but some growth of those sales you've got growth and profits but How long can you squeeze costs out growing those products? You need growth and sales. So, no, I I would pass on HCSG. Pass it. Okay, I know you've seen, you know, a lot of bankruptcies being reported last year or two. J.C. Penney. You know, J.C. Penney filed Chapter 11. There's two kinds of bankruptcies. Chapter 7, Chapter 11, Chapter 7. is a bankruptcy, meaning they're going to just liquidate and pay the... Uh, the holders of their debt as much as they can. And usually the shareholders get nothing. JCPenney is not liquidating. That's chapter 11. That's reorganization. So chapter 11 is reorganization. So they're going to reopen with 650 stores out of a thousand. So they're going to, but they are chapter 11 century 21, not the real estate company. This is a discount store. Uh, they file for bankruptcy. Uh, they sell discount. Uh, discount, um, designer clothes. Steinmart, 112 year old company, uh, it will close most of its stores. Most of its stores. Lord and Taylor, uh, Chapter 11. They've been around since 1826. Lord and Taylor, Chapter 11. Ben's Warehouse, Taylor, uh, uh, Taylor Brands clothes, you know, and Taylor, Lane Bryant, all gone. These are, I just picked the big names. There's more. There's a lot more, I just picked the big names. Those are the ones that are given up. Remember these companies are already fighting against Amazon and online sales and no one's coming to their stores. They're already fighting against that for years and then you throw on COVID, what do you think's gonna happen? Of course, you throw on COVID and you shut down the economy. Yeah, you shut down the malls that these stores are in. You're gonna go of business, of course trick is is how many are going to come back not that many that are they're that going to come back either a very very small reflection of its old self or not come back because some of these chapter 11s will turn into the chapter 7s don't all come back remember that when you do reorganize you got to get a court approval court reorganizing plan so it's tough I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another investor program. I will return next week, I promise. Please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived investor podcasts, and they're all free, free downloads. You can do it at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking shares success. Everybody, I want you to, this is Investor, I want you to have a great, great weekend. See you next week.